Hi, and welcome to Straight Shot Radio. My name is Johnny Slick, and I'm the owner and head coach at Straight Shot Training. This week on the podcast, I talk about the importance of patience with ACSM personal trainer and health coach Rebecca Reefsnyder. If you haven't heard episode two of Straight Shot Radio yet, you may want to do so before or after this podcast so you can have an idea of the journey Rebecca has been on with her personal health and why I think she's so qualified to speak on this topic from both a personal and professional standpoint. Aristotle said, patience is bitter, but its fruit is sweet. We all know that being patient is difficult, especially in today's society since it's not that often that we have to wait for anything. The tricky thing about health and fitness is there aren't any shortcuts, or at least not ones that create any lasting change. As I watched my four-month-old son learn new motor patterns and slowly build on his abilities a little bit each day, I got to thinking a lot about patience. Rebecca is always my go-to trainer for exercise psychology, so I set up the mic after we finished our workout and got her thoughts on the subject. So we're here again with Rebecca Reefsnyder. Uh, Rebecca is a health coach and a personal trainer through the American College of Sports Medicine. And I've written down some thoughts that I had regarding why people have such a hard time staying patient and staying consistent with their programs. And I was thinking, well, Rebecca is pretty smart and knows a lot of this stuff. And I come to you with a lot of stuff, so I wanted to have you on to talk about this. Uh, but the thought that I've written down was that people wouldn't think anything about trying a different diet or a different workout plan or different pills or different fitness fads or crazy crash diets or juice cleanses. They wouldn't think twice about trying thing after thing after thing after thing over a five-year period but have no results to show at the end of it. Yet when you try to get those same people to just focus up on the simple things that are not flashy and do it day in and day out for a one to two-year period and be consistent and actually see results they would rather, seems like they would rather spend five years trying things that don't work than to really be patient and do the things that do work and only take two years to maybe reach those goals. So why is it so hard for people to be patient, yet so easy for them to waste even more time trying to do things that they think will get them where they want to be physically? They want to be get there quickly, but they're actually taking longer of a time because they're wasting so much time. So why do people go to these things that end up wasting more time? Why is that so attractive to people to do that? And I think it goes back to the society we live in and the drive for that instant gratification. I mean, we want things that are going, we will see the results very, very quickly that we don't have to put a whole lot of time into. And so there are ways that you can feed off of that to lead to lasting long-term lifestyle change, but those quick fixes just seem very, very appealing to us. But what I don't understand, I don't understand how after four years of quick fixes, why you wouldn't be like, hey, maybe I should have listened to my trainer and just done what they said. Why? I don't get quite why it's so, <laughs> so, hard. so, so hard. And I think some people do. Okay. And some people ha- just have are naturally more patient than others, okay. are naturally more willing to listen to somebody else that they okay. agree has, you know, knows more about a certain subject than others. But then there's another, you know, group that are naturally just willing to do the crazy things with the hope that, oh, this time this okay. quick fix is so going to work. So it's four years of trying it, but this this time is different. This time is different. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So... Why do you think patience is such an important part of fitness? I think it goes back to the lifestyle change. I mean, fitness 
isn't a quick fix. So you're not going to, you may be, I don't know, fitter. Yeah. Four weeks from the start of a program to the end of the program, but if you stop, you're going to lose everything that you gained over the course of those four weeks. You can't look at fitness as a one-time diet or a one-time workout program that I do this and I'm done. Yeah. It's a lifelong process. So you need okay. to be patient because you're going to be doing this for the rest of your, your life. life. Yeah. I think that's what's so frustrating to people is that they see the track that we try to get them on as coaches is one that you can't get off of because fitness yeah. isn't a destination is a journey yes it's kind of like if you were to take a road trip it's not about where you get to at the end of the road trip it's all the stops that you make on the way there right it's kind of how I see fitness but I think when they see those quick fixes they see it's a quick fix and that it's gonna be a permanent fix yes but I think it's because maybe we are well obviously we are much more honest than the things that they're looking at when they right. see a fad diet or a diet pill or something they see this person lost 50 pounds and they kept it off. Well, they're not, that's either, that might not even be true that they're claiming it, or the person used whatever that was, whatever diet pill or something to maybe lose the weight initially, and then they had to keep exercising to keep it off. Right. Or maybe by the time they made that commercial, that person gained all the weight back or something. Right. So at least we're, we're being upfront with them by saying, you might lose half a pound a week, maybe up to two pounds. Mm -hmm. You have to do this day in and day out. It's going to be slow, but you're going to keep it off. I think it's because our method doesn't seem as flashy to people. Yes. But if you look at it in a macro view, it actually is the only one that's going to get them where they want to. Exactly. It's just in a micro view. It's it's very daunting to yeah. think that, <laughs> okay, I'm going to start this, but there is no end to it. There may yeah. be you know, changes that happen or different things you focus on and as you progress, you know, you reach milestones and you can have those incremental feelings of success. But if you look at it big picture wise, it's like, oh crap, I'm starting something that I'm never going to have. To, yeah. So, and we'll get back into the patience thing. But what, what would you say to somebody who hates, because we love this, mm -hmm. we don't mind the fact, like I want to be doing this when I'm 95 years old. Right. So what do you say to somebody who doesn't like the gym and doesn't like eating vegetables, how can they see that this is a sustainable lifestyle to them for them for the rest of their life if they hate it? Yeah, um, I tend to go back to my story and tell them, you know, I hated exercise. You yeah. could not pay me to go into a gym. <laughs> I hated eating healthy. I, I hated everything that had to do about what I am stand so strongly for now. Yeah. Um, but I do tell them that you know, it is addicting, and you will find something that drives you to keep going. So it okay. may not, you know, for me, it's not necessarily that I do enjoy coming to the gym, but it's not because of what I'm coming to do. It's because of the sense of accomplishment that I get after I'm done. Gotcha. I drive off of the competition. I drive off of the sense of accomplishment. Okay. I, it's not like I come in here and I say, oh boy, I get to do lunges today. I hate doing lunges. Oh, so I will... You didn't like the 100 yards of bear crawls that no. we had to do? No, okay. <laughs> I didn't. But I did like the accomplishment that I felt of I made myself do it and yes. I did it and I'm done. Okay. So I drive me to do this in and of myself. Gotcha. That, you know, the exercise, yeah, it's not always fun, but yeah. it's those little things that you experience along the way yeah. that give you that momentum okay. to keep going. Yeah, well that's, that's a good way to make sure that you stay patient too because you know 
that it's for you it isn't the actual act of being here in the gym it's the results but you understand the results come from patience so right. you are patient because you know that the thing that you want requires patience right yeah and yeah also you know you can't look at it from an outcome goal perspective so you okay. can't come into the gym and say okay i want to lose 50 pounds yeah you'll come into the gym you'll maybe if you're very persistent you'll come in for three four weeks in a row you may lose eight pounds on a very <laughs> very good program that you really stick to and get a lot of positive results but if you compare eight pounds in four weeks to your 50 that you're trying to lose you're going to get discouraged because you're not going to see the True. results yeah if you take it and say okay i want to I can walk on the treadmill for five minutes without getting out of breath. In four weeks, I want to be able to walk on the treadmill for eight minutes without getting out of breath. Then you can have that sense of accomplishment and yeah. you can see those little changes that give you that sense of instant gratification that we all want and are looking okay. for. And then you can extend it through the long term. Gotcha. But if you try to take an outcome goal for something that's going to be so long term, you're going to lose your motivation. You're going to give gotcha. up. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. So that's probably why patience is so difficult. Is because we are such instant gratification people. Yeah. So you think that's something so much that is a product of our society, or is that just naturally as humans we want instant gratification? Just like when you're hungry, you want the quickest the food right. that's there. So is that kind of as like almost like a primal carnal thing or is it more do you think more the way that we live everything is instant now i think it's a combination of both okay i mean if you look at um how humans have developed and the inventions that we've come up with we've always been in search of trying to get things faster, faster. yeah that's true but we have come to a point where we're so advanced that we can get things almost instantaneously. You can get on Amazon and you can order something and you can get it the next day. Yeah. You don't even have to go out and go to the store and look around for something. You yeah. can get on your computer and get, <laughs> and get something it. within yeah. two minutes. So we've progressed in such a way that we're just exemplifying okay. that natural tendency that we already have. That's yeah. just my own personal opinion. Okay. I don't. And I think that's why books like, like the Four Hour Body. Mm -hmm. And all of these things that we're talking about, and that, and when you really look at that book, it's more about the about of a efficient work uh, mindset. It really wasn't about like you only have to do. It was like four hour work day. For mm -hmm. there's a whole thing that it was a big deal about these books, and it was all about efficiency. Um, but a lot of the things that people are trying to do with fitness is hacking fitness to try to make it as quick as possible. But is time tested like you have to put in a certain amount of work right there's a reason why there's different energy systems that work for different periods of time and there's different uh, muscle fibers that do different things for different activities there's a reason why you have to put in a certain amount of work depending on what your goal is mm -hmm. and so I think that that's something that people are trying to figure out a way around and you you can't right and that's I think that's extremely frustrating for people it uh, is yeah so what, what's, what's, the, what's our cure for that, Rebecca? How do we keep people coming to us? I think it goes back to how we frame exercise and how we frame okay. eating right and what goals we encourage our clients to set. Because um, na naturally they're going to come in with long-term goals yeah. of a certain amount of weight loss or some outrageous change that they want to make. And we need to be able to help them, okay, 
look at it and say, okay, this is where you want to get. I'm going to help you get there, but we need to take a step back and we need to figure out, okay, what little steps are going to help yeah. you get there? Okay. And how can we take this focus away from, I want to look like this to, I want to experience this and I want to find something in it of myself that actually makes me huh. love this. I think it's important what you said talking about experiencing because none of the products, the fads, the the ab crunch machines, none of those things are ever promising that you will have an experience of accomplishment and learning to work hard right. and learning patience. They're not promising that. They're promising that you'll look a certain way, that you'll be able to perform a certain way, and that's that's the goal that everyone's looking right. at, is all these very super superficial things about fitness whenever you and I understand, like, I mean, you learn a lot about yourself when you're under a bar. Yes. <laughs> or when you're sprinting. I mean, it's, and, and when we work with our clients, there is a very personal aspect of personal training yeah. that is the mental aspect of it mm -hmm. and the psychological issues that you have with breaking down barriers that people have to exercise and eating correctly and things like that. But yeah, I think that, that when you're talking about, you're, we're trying to create this, this lifestyle with them and help them experience things rather than tell them, you're going to have six pack abs by the time you're done with me. Yeah. Which I think a lot of people are being sold on and who knows, they might be getting that even with their personal trainer depending on where they are. But um, yeah, I think if, if more trainers did that, if more people came in with an openness with their personal trainer and mm -hmm. understood kind of where we were coming right. from, I think that they would probably end up, because you will, if you're following your coach's instructions and you're doing the right things and they're helping you lose weight, then you probably will end up looking good mm -hmm. or, or, you know, uh, being able to uh, play with your kids outside and not get tired and do those right. things that are, that are the things you think about. But it's the actual act of creating this lifestyle and being patient and consistent that we're trying to teach our right. clients. Um, yeah, so I think it's a, it's a two-way thing there. So people need to be open to being patient. Yeah. But I think a lot of it does fall on us because people don't understand it. Right, exactly. And I would argue that, that that mental or the psychological aspect of fitness in general is so much more important than the actual exercises that you're prescribed or the actual diet that you do. Yeah. Because there is so much emotion attached to food and exercise and why you are in the state that you are right now that yeah. you have to work through all of that before or you can have any kind of lasting change because okay. these fad diets, yeah, maybe they will physically, physiologically work. You know, maybe you will lose a whole bunch of weight yeah. really fast. But if you don't address why you were the way you were when you started, once that diet's over, you have nothing to go yeah, to. You you're going to be anything. right back where you started yeah. and you're going to go back to the same habits that you were because you didn't address that root cause of gotcha. why you know why you're overweight or why you're underweight or why you're not the physical shape that you want to okay. be in. You have to figure out what is driving that and change that before you can have any kind of lasting, lasting effect with it. We'll get right back to my conversation with Rebecca in a second, but first, here's a word from one of our podcasting friends. 
Hi, this is Matt Fish, inviting you to check out my brand new show, The Hip Hop Classics Podcast. Each week, we're going to take a deep dive into one of the greatest records the genre has ever produced and talk about why it's so significant to the music as well as the culture. From East Coast to West Coast, G-Funk to Hardcore, and everything in between, we're going to cover it all. So join me, won't you? Subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and YouTube. It's The Hip Hop Classics Podcast, the new music show that you don't want to miss. Why is consistency so much more important than intensity? Well, just like we go back to the fad diets, if you do something so intense that you can't man- maintain it, then you're going to jump from diet to diet or program to program because it cannot be maintained. You don't get into that habit of a lifestyle change or a gradual um, alteration of something that you can maintain for the rest of your life and that you can enjoy and come to learn to enjoy the process of. Hmm. If it's so intense that yeah it may feel good because oh I'm making this change and I'm gung-ho and this is gonna... I just threw up after my workout. I just threw up after my workout. (laughs) Uh, I just you know counted all my calories and I got everything figured out for the week. You know that may feel good because again you have that instant gratification of I'm making this big change and this is what's gonna happen. But you're gonna, you know, that initial high is gonna wear off, okay. and then it's gonna be so hard to maintain it that you can't, and then you kind of fall off the bandwagon. If yeah. you go for consistency and small incremental changes, it's you're not gonna have that initial high, and yeah. so that is one of the challenging parts. You're not gonna have that initial rush of adrenaline of knowing that you're making these huge changes. But you'll learn to enjoy the process, and great. you'll learn to know yourself better and what makes you tick and how you can alter things and change things to learn more about you and the way you progress and do things. Yeah. Um, and then you can you know, continue it for the long term if you can just dial back that intensity some. Maybe throw in a few days of, <laughs> of rough stuff, of yeah. rough stuff just, just to keep your, yeah. <laughs> yourself going. But... N- Basically, I think it all comes down to learning yourself, learning to love yourself, and learning to enjoy the process process of challenge yourself and growing as you move along. I don't think I told you this. I had a moment yesterday with one of my clients who he wants to bench press his body weight, and he's 69 years old. I'm sorry, no, he's 71. I was going to mix it with somebody else. So he wants to bench press his body weight, and at his age, that'd be... That'd be pretty exceptional. Mm-hmm. And he can bench, uh, his max is 150 right now. So he's about 20 or 24, 25 pounds off of his goal. And he understands now, after starting training with bench press, that a 25 pound increase on a bench press at 72 years old is a very lofty goal. Yes. So yesterday I was training him and he was doing sets of three at 135, which a long time ago used to be difficult for him. And now mm-hmm. he was able to do threes with it. But every week when we're increasing his weight, I'm using these these partial plates. I'm adding literally a pound on each side of the bar. And used to laugh when I would get these tiny plates out. Mm-hmm. And he told me yesterday that he knows now. He goes, I might, this is a goal that I'm shooting for. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm ever going to get it or not. But I am enjoying trying. And I like that I'm adding weight to the bar each week. Yeah. And I think that's what, I was like, finally, he finally gets, <laughs> gets it. it. Because, I mean, that's... And he only works out twice a week. That's the only problem. <laughs> he works out twice a week with me. And so I knew when he told me that goal that it was very, very, very far off there. Right. But I knew that if I could get him to understand the concept of, 
of linear progression and then deload weeks and then gradual progression. And then when he sees his first 10 pounds go in the bar over the course of like a year or a year and a half, that's going to be a big thing right. for him. And now yesterday, he's able to put 45s on the sides of the bar whenever he's not with me. Mm-hmm. And as an older guy, that's still pretty impressive. That is I very think. impressive. So, yeah, so he said that, and that was, that was a big breakthrough for me. I wanted to like look at him and say, you finally got, got it. it. And I didn't say anything to make a big deal out of it. Right. But but I think that's really important is when those people have those moments of, oh, it's about the process. It's about mm-hmm. the patience. That is just as much a part of this endeavor as right. everything else is with it. Yeah. And, it, you know, you can have those moments. So in yeah. in the process, you are going to have those days of, oh, I get to put the 45s on the bar or yeah. I get to move up in the kettlebells. And you can have those, you know, those highs and those experiences. But you have to realize that that's just you know, a stop along the way, and it's yeah. not the end point. It's yes. a, you know, you're on your road trip, that's where you pull off and you stop and you take a picture, and then you yes. get back in the car, and then you keep going yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> to the next one. So instead yeah, of 145, now you're putting the 45 and the 10 on the bar, yeah. and you just yeah. keep going. Now, compare that to one of my other clients, and he said it's kind of half-joking. We were squatting, and he was really just done with squatting. This is the 69-year-old. And he said, I said, John, don't you wish that there was, I say John, anybody, everybody already knows who I'm talking about, you know who this is. <laughs> yeah. He's like, John, don't you just wish there was a pill you could take and just be fit? <laughs> and I grabbed the bar and I shook it and I said, this is your pill. This is the pill. I said, mm-hmm. it's just you have to take the pill every single day. Right. And you have to combine it with a good diet and with proper sleep and mm-hmm. with stress management. Like right. that, that is the pill. It's just you do it every single yeah. day. And so he laughed and, and, uh, you know, he understands it though because he he has come a long way, and recently he's down he's now down ten pounds, and he knows because he's sixty you know he's sixty nine years old he's lost lost and gained weight over a lifetime he he mm-hmm. understands that it takes some time right so when he starts losing weight and he's excited that he's down half a pound in a week I think it's because he's so much older he understands it does take time it does take right. patience even if he jokes about not having patience but i think it for young people people our age and like early and late early through late 20s because we've grown up around everything being right there with us mm-hmm. i think it's much harder for younger people to be patient than it is for older people yeah you i definitely think so okay yes <laughs> so with your younger clients do you see less patience than your older clients or is it about Similar, because I know some people, like middle-aged people, are they've spent so much time doing things that aren't working that they're frustrated. Mm-hmm. So even though they're older than the generation that has everything all at once, maybe it's because they've been trying things for so long. So where do you see, with your clientele, do you see more patients in the older end or more patients in the younger end? It definitely in the older end. I okay. think... Um, with the younger, it kind of depends on the client and how okay. they naturally, just how they are and how they, maybe how they grew up or how they were raised. But yeah. um, definitely my older clients, they are very happy to see very small incremental changes. Okay. If they can just see, you know, going up two to three pounds over the course of the month of something that they can lift, they're perfectly happy with that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, that's awesome. They're happy to come in here and be able to walk up the stairs to get to the gym to start with. Because you're appreciating those things. Things. Um, yeah. I think that's partially because they're getting older and they see how some of their you know friends or uh, family members are 
declining and they're just like I if I maintain where I am right now I'd be happy because I can see that's a change as opposed to okay. somebody else um, whereas some of my younger clients yeah they're definitely like well I see this picture in the magazine and I want to look like that yes and I'm gonna buy five sessions with you and can you make me look, look like, like that, that in five sessions <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not gonna happen um, yeah. but yeah definitely I think age has something to do with it and culture, the way we are raised and the way we live and all the things that we have around us definitely play a big role um, in the media and the way they portray fitness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So do you have any lasting or, or ending things that we have here uh, regarding patients? Anything we didn't cover that you think we need um, to add in, toss in just so people can... The only thing I'd say with consistency is that, yes, you need to be consistent, but it is just in moderation. So okay. it's not like if I'm consistent in my diet that I never eat ice cream because I eat yeah. ice cream. Yeah. Okay. It's not yeah. like we never miss a day in the gym. There are some days that we're sick or just things Busy. happen yeah. that we may not, you know, get six days in the gym every single week. But because we are consistent over the course of a year, missing maybe five days of the gym out of the year isn't gonna set us back or yeah. eating ice cream maybe once a week isn't gonna set us back because if you look over the long term or and over the big picture yeah. it's not like we're eating that bowl of ice cream but then the next day oh crap my diet's shot yeah i might as well just eat everything in sight yes okay <laughs> we're you know making those small incremental changes but allowing that room for moderation in there okay. as well. Yeah, I think that that thought takes a lot of the pressure off of people because okay. we when we're talking about patients when we first started talking about it we we're talking about people doing crazy stuff and then people being consistent for a year or two years just me saying that I can now see where someone thinks oh I've got to eat kale every day <laughs> and work every day. So yeah, so exactly yeah. what you're saying when we're talking about consistency we're talking about it would be almost like with, with you, with playing basketball. Right. You have a bad game. Yeah. You have an awesome game. And then you have a bunch of kind of mediocre, kind of above average games. Then look at your shooting percentage at the end of the year. Right. Or look at your team's winning percentage at the end of the year. What's going to get you to the playoffs? If you lose, if you're going to streak in the midseason of losing some games, if you bounce back. Yeah. It's so, but it's, yes, it's, it's that macro view that people need to have look at. Right. Which is, which is difficult, again, because of instant gratification. Mm -hmm. But it's... It's also understanding that, and I don't want to call them slip-ups because people should enjoy ice cream and they should right. take some days off. So having those days where maybe it's not the healthiest day you've ever had, it's not going to absolutely kill your diet as long as over the course of that year, two years, you are right. consistent with it. So yeah, I think you saying that does take pressure off of people because it is, it is a daunting task to look at if you're looking right. at it. So yeah, so I think the, the important things that you hit on were, were setting these small goals so that you can reach your larger goal, but don't focus on that too much because it's not going to come tomorrow. Right. It's going to be a bunch of tomorrows in between there where yes. you have to stay consistent and then not getting down on yourself when you have those times where it's not your best day in the gym mm -hmm. or, or your eating is, is not going the way that it should. Um, and then focusing on the, the right things. So not mm -hmm. the appearance things or the, the maybe performance goals, but focusing on the internal things and your personal relationship with mm -hmm. your health, then I think is the, is the big key here. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Cool. Thank you, Rebecca. All right. Well, thank you.
I really hope you enjoyed this episode and are able to take something away from it that may help you wherever you're at on your fitness journey. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And if you have a second, you could leave us a rating on iTunes. That would be awesome. If you'd like to learn more about the Straight Shot Training program, head over to straightshottraining.com or check us out on social media using the handle at straightshottraining. Have a great week, everybody.